following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the SWBC yeah. Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. And I, I have one question. What in the hell did we witness yesterday? Oh my God. What was that? I, okay, I, I have. It's fun. I'm having issues with the game yesterday. I'm having issues. I'll get to that in a little bit. But Nate, I know how you watch the game. I know you never give up. Did at any point you give up in this game and just be like, "I'm turning it off"? No, I just waiting for halftime. You know, I was kind of a little bit down, but I was like, "I'm like, okay, well, how are they gonna come out halftime?" And I and I said, I say. Coach McCarthy going to give him this speech. Fellas, don't worry about the score. Just one play at a time. <laughs> you know how the coach can you there. Just be the best you could be on this next play. I knew he was going to get that speech. So, Je- Jesse, uh, as a player, you go into that locker room, Nate. I mean, you 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 know what you're what Nate's saying. That's what coaches say just to keep you from quitting on the game. As a player, do you have any hope in hell after that first quarter that you can climb back in this thing, or is it just like let's just play and see what happens? Now, as a player, you you have a little bit of hope, and mainly because you put in all of that work. You're saying, man, like. The, Something got to shake. You know, we can't play this bad for four quarters. So you're, you're hoping that, like Nate said, when you go into the locker room, that your fortunes will turn. And you say, you know what? Like, it's really that mentality. Like, man, we, we, we down. And you just need that one thing. You need that one thing to happen in your favor that just says, hold on now. We got a little fight. We got a little hope. Uh, and, and you look to your leaders, though. You look to your leaders because those are the guys who, if your leaders start hanging their head, you like, oh, this this a wrap. And 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 they fought. And we, I gotta give credit to Nate. When we did our scores on Friday, <laughs> when we did our scores on Friday, <laughs> Nate said one point. Yeah. He said That's one right, point. He, did. Yeah. he said wow. one point. So I gotta give credit to the to the to the big dog. He said he said, Hey, I don't know what the score gonna be. Cowboys gotta win by one point. And sure enough, gosh darn it, one point. But you you know what? You know what's amazing, though? You know, when Jesse tweeted out something last night, you know, and then I said, you know, that sorry, that's not us. And then I kind of let it go because I'm going to tell you something. We don't know this team. Coach McCarthy Mm -hmm. thought he actually had an advantage by not showing no film of these players. But guess what? He has no advantage because he don't even know these players. (laughs) And what they can do. I'm being honest. Jesse, what, yeah. what do you think? Being serious. I mean, he watch, as he watched film, what he thought players can do and what they actually can do may be slightly different. You know, in his scheme, in Coach Nolan's scheme, in his scheme offensively, things may be slightly different. So they are seeing what players can do. Now, fortunate for them, we had a drop touchdown pass by Julio Jones. Fortunately for them, uh, 
uh, McKin- um, what McKinley, whatever, T- Tack whatever. McKinley. Tack McKinley. Luckily, he got hurt. Okay, those were the two biggest things I thought that helped the game. The, the, the fake punts and all of that, just a part of the game. When you drop a six, that's ugly. You know, so, <laughs> and when you lose a stud player who was starting the game out, if you watch the film, Tack McKinley was, was bringing it. All of a sudden, that's gone. Now the Cowboys in the second half found a rhythm, my friend. And that rhythm uh, played into the heads of the stud quarterback. Like, wow, we've been here before, Super Bowl. Wow, we've been here last year six times. All of a sudden, this started to play in their heads, and the coaches' heads. And we got them. We, we cowboyed them for a change. Instead of being that cowboy team that does that, we cowboyed them. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. I was going to bring that up a little bit later. Kurt? You, you write yeah. a, an, an, ar- an article after the, after the game, and as a writer, usually you start writing your story before the game's over, and oh, if a game yeah. gets out of, out of hand, you usually start writing that because it, it, nine times out of ten the game turns out, you know, especially a game that's this far out of hand. Did you have to rewrite your story? or? <laughs> oh, yeah, about three or four times. Yeah, three or four times I was starting and stopping and redoing it and changing this and that. I mean, it, it definitely took longer flurry at the end. I mean, I got to admit, I thought they were toast. I, mean, I, I thought the comeback was, was great. But then when they went up by 15, the Falcons went up by 15 there with, you know, midway through the fourth, I thought, man, there's no way. And it w- really wasn't until after the onside kick when Dak hit Lamb, you know, on, for that big gain to put him in field goal range. I finally kind of was like, here we go. This is amazing. This is, they're going to do it. But up until that point, oh, man, I, I, can't, I can't admit I was positive about it. Yeah. Let, all right. So let me tell you guys the way I feel about this game, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I did not get excited after this win because they played so bad, and they, they didn't live up to the expectations of the first game. And, yes, they came from behind, and they showed resiliency. And like Nate said, normally in the past we're used to coming we, – we, we're used to getting really close and getting the, getting the onside kick and then, you know, throwing an interception after that or missing a field goal and coming up on the short end of the stick. So the encouraging thing is, like Nate said, they out-cowboyed themselves this time. But I just – I'm worried about – this team because they played so bad and you still should have really lost this game. Like, like Nate said, Julio Jones does not drop balls. That, that does not happen. He catches that. You don't win this game. Tack McKinley, you mentioned that, like there were so many things that had to go right for them just to even climb back in this, that I still don't feel good about this team. I still need, I don't feel good about after the first week. I don't feel good. They won the game in dramatic fashion. I don't feel good about the way they won. Y'all taught me off the ledge or, (laughs) or like I'm still don't feel good about this season. You you know, I'm going to say this right quick. Like is, you know, I said this at the beginning of the year when we first started talking about this, these first two or three wins or four wins or losses, whatever they be, coach McCarthy has to learn this team. I, you know, ain't no coach that great, you know, uh, especially with players who have not had just winning behind them in the in the pros. None of these guys have had consistent winning behind them. So now coach got to come in and not only try to change the culture and get them to believe he's putting in a scheme, especially the whole defense. 
offense may be a little bit different. So, uh, you know, don't 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 take yourself there yet. But after about five or six games, and 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 I'm sitting here saying, well, fellas, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm, be, I'm gonna tell you how how it really is. But I got to give this man, as Jesse would call him, freaky Mike. I got to give him an opportunity to get his full arsenal in place. And then I want to see that fifth or sixth game now. They got a hell of a road to, to go through because what, what they finna face uh, in Seattle, man, is a complete team, but they had some injuries too. They had some injuries too. Uh, they defense, they don't have that stud pass rusher, but, uh, but they got that stud on offense. And he's a beast in Russell. Uh, Russell. Yeah. Jesse, how should I feel about this team? You, I, I think you're at the right. I think you're at the right place. I think you're at the right place to be on. You telling this man to jump off a two-story <laughs> large? Tell him to book those tickets I'm, to Mexico. I'm saying, I'm saying that you should bring your feet close to the edge. I'm not saying don't push me because <laughs> I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to not too lose, lose my, my edge. <laughs> it's like the jungle sometimes. It makes uh, me wonder. It, yes. This team makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Because right. when, when, you, when you look at it, when you look at this team, there are things that I see in this team that are saying that ain't got nothing to do with someone putting their stamp on this team. Right, right. You fumbled the ball four times. Dak, you were, you were in a position where when you fumbled the ball, you were getting ready to try to pitch that ball to somebody in, in, in front of you. Defensively, you're looking at things and saying, man, guys aren't in place. Guys aren't lined up right. Guys aren't being able to make tackles. There's certain things that has nothing to do with someone coming in, putting their stamp on things. You have to be, and this, and this team, and I, I speak more so offensively, one of the main reasons you kept Keller Moore around was because you wanted to keep the continuity. This offense hasn't changed. The offense hasn't changed. You're still running a lot of the same things, probably 90% of the same thing that you ran a year ago, two years ago. That's why you kept Kellen Moore on, to keep the continuity. And for them to come out and, and to play as poor as they played early in that football game, and now they rallied, they stayed with it, but you're not going, you can't dig holes, 20-point holes, 15-point holes with five minutes to go left in the fourth quarter and expect to win football game. That is not a brand of football that you want to play because nine times out of 10, look at what the stats have said. They, they've said since, I don't since 1930-something, 440 teams or something crazy like that have been down and, and, and the win percentage is 2%. And one team, and that was Sunday for the Cowboys, came back and won this game. Nothing about what we saw Sunday said that this Cowboys team should have won the actual game. Now they did. And we'll get to that part about the celebrating part. But right now, there is a lot for this football team that they have to worry about. There is a whole lot. But I will say this, though, Nathaniel. There is one thing that this Cowboy team don't have to worry about. And that's the guy under center. He's the one thing that you don't have to worry about right now. He, he helped will this team to victory yesterday. But there's a lot, a whole lot, offensively and defensively, that this team must do better if they're going to find themselves anywhere near close to being a 
let alone a Super Bowl contender, a playoff contender. Let's talk about. Don't you let's think take, that? Go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead. Well, I just. But don't you think that they did? Obviously, they showed resiliency. That was what was positive to me. That's what kept me off the edge. Is that they, you know, they proved they could fight. But they also proved that. Didn't you see they could make some adjustments? I mean, yes, that first quarter was awful. They had four, five fumbles. One was already counted down. But four fumbles. They they only sack. You know. But after that, they turned it around. I mean, they didn't turn it over after that. They didn't give up another sack after the first quarter. It looked like the maybe the coaches made adjustments. I mean, you you guys know that better than me. But that to me, that was those were both positives. One, they fought back. They stayed in it. They didn't give up. And two, it did seem like they were able to adjust and and, and make and improve their play. I, I think I think they caught a break. I, I think losing Tack McKinley. I think losing their uh, losing their safety. They they caught a break because early on in that game. When they were bringing the pressure, Raheem Moore was bringing pressure with Tack McKinley and crew, they, they, the Cowboys had no answer for that. And then when those guys got hurt and went out, they had to, Atlanta had to change what they were doing because they didn't have the personnel to continue to do what they were doing early in that football game. The Cowboys caught a major break in this football game. So didn't you think that Atlanta caught a major break with both our tackles out of the game? Mm-hmm. And Lawrence hurt. So, yeah. uh, so everybody catching breaks. Yeah. But but at, one thing I agree with you, Jesse, is this right here: is no matter what happens, our offense should be intact. You know, and it should Correct. be more consistent. And that and I keep bringing that word up. Our offense should be able to get anywhere from seven to ten points a quarter. I believe that, and they and they should believe that. Our defense, uh, it, it, it is what it is. And, and, and about 20 other teams saying the same thing secretly. Hey, brothers, our defense is what it is. They stopped the run a little bit better, especially in the second half. But like I said, I'm going to reserve that heavy criticism to about the fourth or fifth game because I want to see what this coaching staff can do in this pandemic era. If it was training camp we've watched uh, and there've been preseason games that the guys have gotten their feet a little bit wet, then I would probably be just a touch more harder. But right now, I just I just want to see because, you know, I, I always say the 16 and 0 and I always at the end of the week find a way for the Cowboys to win. But what I saw last year was real. And it was eight and eight. And all of a sudden we got these perfect records we got these. We got all these people we put in place that we've called it anointed special. Well, these same people here last year that we said are special. So I got to give Coach McCarthy an opportunity to weed some of that foolishness out, however it may be. And a win is a win in this case for him. But two or three weeks from now, brother, we should be rolling offensively and defensively. Let's talk about Dak's performance when we come back. Let's talk about, you know, apparently they weren't able to find enough hot towels before the game to get Tyron Smith in there or, or find enough man. grace. I'm with you, man. I, I, I tried to send a truckload over there, man, from Holly's cleaning, and they weren't accepting. <laughs> and, and we are going to keep one particular cowboy out of Kurt's mouth this entire show. You can find out who that is when we come back on Hanging with the Boys.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room here in Frisco, Texas. Let me tell you, Rowdy does stuff for money. Invite Rowdy to your next in-person or virtual event. Birthday parties. Watch parties, corporate events, special deliveries, and more. Rowdy brings games, entertainment, photo opportunities to all occasions. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy to book your Rowdy appearance today. Let me tell you guys, I, I went to uh, went up to the Star over the weekend to uh, get some Cowboys gear with the uh, with the wife. And there was, in, in the pro shop there, they have these two big columns that are LED boards next to the next to the register and they have all kinds of advertisement and everything and, and rowdy pops up and it's talking about book rowdy for your corporate event and i tried i tried to take a picture of it to, to text it to y'all and she was like what are you doing and i was like i'm getting this picture of rowdy because he does stuff for money and she was like what and i said yeah we have this live read on our show and we've turned it into this bit where rowdy does stuff for money she's like aren't you going to get in trouble and i'm like Probably, but nobody listens to our show, so no one's going to hear it, I said. But, yeah, probably eventually, yeah, I'll get in trouble for it. So, all right, back to it. Let's talk about, all right, let's talk about Dak here in a second. But one guy that I was 100% certain that he had one foot out the door and was on his way out. And, Kurt, you're not allowed to put this man's name in your mouth because you've already ruined one <laughs> career here at the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, no. <laughs> Dalton Schultz had two drops last week. He had the, the fumble early in the game. And then 
Where did that come from, man? He caught everything they threw to him. It was like that was the only guy that Dak could find open. He was running routes. He was kept making catches. He was getting yards after the catch. Like, where did that come from? Was that was that just everyone else was covered? Was that by design? What did y'all see with Dalton Schultz yesterday? Jesse, go ahead on, my friend. I saw matchups. I saw matchups that worked in his favor. And something else, when you, when you talk about a guy and his confidence, right? Football is a game filled with confidence. And the more that you have, the better sometimes you seem to play and the better sometimes your career seems to go. And, and last week, you know, Dalton Schultz probably thought to himself, you know, I might not play many snaps this week. You know, they're going to give all the balls and all the, all the, all the reps to, uh, to Blake Jarwin. So sometimes mentally, you're not always focusing in the game. And then it happened. And then an injury happens, and now you're thrusting in, and now you're, 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 you're trying to – the speed is happening and the game is happening. And sometimes you get, it gets too big for the moment. But then you go into the next week and you're saying, you know what, I, I, am, I am TE1. I get all the reps. I'm getting all the attention. I, I, my focus is laser. And now you get into a game and you're able to go out there and just play and not have to worry about am I coming out, am I going in and out, and just know that I have an opportunity to go out here and make a name for myself. And he did that. The masses were there. Uh, they worked it. He completed the catches, scored a touchdown. I mean, for me, he was one of the very, very, very bright spots of that game on Sunday. Dalton Schultz showed up, and, uh, and, and he, made, he made people know that, hey, you know what? I know that Blake Jarwin was the guy, but now that he's gone, I'm here to stay. You know, and what I like about it is before we would we, we'd, we'd use that kid sparingly. As a coaching staff, we would have used him sparingly, let's be honest. Well, you know what? They didn't do that. This coaching staff did not do that. And that is a difference in a player being out and we don't have to suffer at that position. Dalton Schultz showed that you drafted me, that we have to use you. And a lot of times, the coaches are not held responsible for that. You like this player. You fought for this player. But when it comes time to use that player, like Tristan Hill is another one. Okay, this kid is giving us something every game. You mean to tell me that, I mean, I know a year of maturity mentally, Jesse. We, we know what that means in this league. But we couldn't have used this kid last year to help us? That, that, you, know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to feel about that, man. Kurt, don't say the man's name because <laughs> keep the man's name out of your mouth because we don't need him snake bit too. I but know. he had a hell of a training camp. He was catching all kind of stuff in training camp. Is, is he your – is he your number one guy, or do you think they're going to go out and look for another, you know, option at tight end? They got, you know, Blake Bell. They've got the other kid. I don't even know his name. Is Did well, he I, do enough this game that he cemented himself as, like, I'm the guy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, 89 yards and his, his first uh, career touchdown. He caught nine of ten passes. I mean, why would you look somewhere else? I don't know if you're going to find anything out there on the street that can – give you that kind of production and like Nate said I mean they're giving him a chance um you know he had going off next gen stats he had 3.6 yards of separation uh, every catch route and that led the team I mean that was better than CD Lamb at 3.28 so whether even it's our, keep, even our boy Amari with the 58 yeah yeah and let me also mention this when you're talking about bringing guys in and you know free agents and guys off the street Nate hit on it earlier. 
the only way that this coaching staff is going to be able to get this team where it wants to be is it has to keep working with it. Now, there are some occasions that you have to go and get, like I still think you have to go out and get some offensive linemen. You have to. It's a must. You got some guys hurt. You got some guys banged up. You got some guys on IR. You're going to need a little bit more offensive line help. But, you know, I hear guys still saying, go get Earl Thomas. Go get this guy. Go get that guy. Well, you know what that does? Now when those, because if you go get a free agent, like in one of those prime positions, you're not getting those free agents for those guys to be on the bench. You're getting a free agent for those guys to actually go out there and play. And you already know that they're not going to be the long-term solution. They're just a quick fix for right now. So that then continues the, the, uh, the regression of the guys behind them because they're not going to get the reps. They're not going to get the time to develop. So I think a lot of times you got to just keep letting guys play. Like I, I just love the way they did it with, 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 uh, with Diggs. And more guys like that, you, the more reps that you give them, the more opportunities you give them to go out there and play, that some guys, the better that they become. And if they're not, if they're not killing your football team and, and you see that improvement is happening every single week, continue to work with those guys. Continue to, to allow that development to happen so that in the long run, you have now a roster of guys who either have significant starts under your leadership or, or who are starters for you under your leadership. And that's how you build depth on a football team so that when guys go down in the future, you're not looking around saying, oh my God, what are we going to do? Who are we going to play? You're saying, oh, no, you know what? I got this backup linebacker on my team who actually has eight career starts because I didn't bring in another guy. I let him actually play. And now he can go right in. He knows the language. He knows the verbiage. He knows what I'm looking for. And they can go out there and do what they have to do. And, and, and a perfect example, I don't know if y'all watched that game last night with the Seahawks. They lost the corner. They lost the linebacker. And they filled in with what they had. And they're not, you know, going the next day saying, hey, man, let's, let's, go, let's go scour the, the, the waiver wires because there's no, there's no continuity there. And, and – and, and I hate to say this, but believe it or not, the guy that, that's in with the Las Vegas Raiders is the reason these two guys are not further along in their advancement. You know, and that's just the bottom line. Just think, Dalton Schultz did this much right here. Just think if he would have had an extra 30 snaps last year. Just think if Blake John would have had an extra 100 snaps last year. Where would these guys be now? You don't have mm -hmm. to wonder. It gets a certain point. I, God knows I fought for Sean Lee to be on this team. But you know what? Joe Thompson had six solos, three open field, nice tackles on third down to stop deals. He hit a guy in the backfield, Joe Thomas. And everybody said, wow, man, I didn't know he could do this. Well, guess what? You allowed him to play. Let's, let's talk about the defense when we come back. And also the man – of the hour up for offensive FedEx offensive player of the week, Dak Prescott, his performance. What you guys thought about that? <laughs> we got Z. it. We got to get Zeke in there for Nate. Let's talk about all that and maybe some more things if we have time when we come back on the last segment of hanging with the boys.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com it's football season and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family you want the best meat on your grill pettigene meats makes the best hot dogs the pettigene griller or the all beef franks will score to complete that tailgate meal pettigene meats has hickory smoked sausage hot links polish sausage and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around available at your local retailer and a proud sponsor of the dallas cowboys it's Pettigene Meat. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> we are back for the final episode of Hanging with the Boys. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels coming to you live from the SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Get your single game tickets now. Don't miss your chance to come watch the game at AT&T Stadium with me this Sunday <laughs> against the Browns. A limited number of single game tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com. Slash next tickets Sunday. next Sunday. Yeah, we're going to Seattle this week, aren't we? I'm all screwed up. <laughs> right. Not, yeah, not yeah. traveling. Are you going? You can't, skip, you can't skip no, that game. <laughs> I'm not. No. You going? <laughs> I might want to after we watch it, but I, I can't skip it. No, I'm not going. I'm not traveling this year, so it's got me all messed up. But I was there yesterday. How did that look on TV? What did the broadcast look like and sound like? Uh, it was okay. It was okay. Like, it was okay. like, a, like a cowboy yeah. game. Yeah, uh-huh. it was okay. So it, it, cheering, it cheering at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the at the wrong time. With them pumping in crowd noise and stuff on TV, it doesn't really sound a whole lot different. But yeah, you know, I mean, it was good to see a few fans in the stadium for sure. Yeah, they had uh, both the doors open. Um, and the pregame wasn't that loud. I don't know if the doors being open had something to do with that or if they didn't have the, the, the sound cranked up. But I, I tell you what, it, it felt really – it felt safe. I mean, I was – you know, I wasn't really concerned about going, but I was interested to see what the, the vibe was and how it would kind of feel. And, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of foot traffic in there. They did a really good job of, you know, 
how they, you know, traffic people where you weren't, you weren't in any crowded areas. You felt spaced out. Um, you know, they had the seats. I, I think the seats that people, they didn't sell as pods. They had, they had them zip tied where you couldn't, you couldn't move around and, and sit in them. So it was, it was a pretty good experience. I, I, that's the first game I've watched, not from the sideline in about nine years. So it was very different. I think that maybe that's why I, I didn't get really excited is just because the whole experience was weird to me. Um, and maybe that's why I had that weird feeling about, I don't know how to feel about this team just because the way I, the way I watched the game, but it was overall, it was a good experience. I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it, it felt like a normal football game. It just looked a little different with, you know, yeah, the way you're explaining this, you're taking the air out of us. Yeah, I'm the like, the way you're explaining this, you're sitting there taking the air out of us. <laughs> what do you mean? Way to go, Shannon. You rarely ever do that. Way to go, what Shannon. What, how did I take the air out of you? What, what, what was the way did you know? just explain yeah. us? Kurt, Kurt, help us here. What did he just explain us? He's talking about his experience at the game. None of us were there, so you know he's sharing sharing some behind the scenes. Of, no, that's uh, being why at the I game. didn't feel I was up so high in nine years, and, and, and I don't know what to think. And Shannon, we love you, but let's move on. <laughs> we need to hear what more you, about Nate. Nate, what do you Chris's want from me? What? Yeah. What do you? What do you want from me? You want my blood? And, and, what, and know what Emmett said? Years ago? The next topic of football. <laughs> he's just ready to talk about. He's just ready to talk about number twenty-one. I'm sorry for having a, a little piece, a little piece of a segment to myself, Nate. Go ahead, talk about Zeke. It's all you. Go ahead, Nate. No, the no, 12, the next twelve okay, minutes. All right, I'm so, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Jesse, apologize for us, please, if you can. I shall not. I shall not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, let's Shannon, talk about the man. The man. The man of the game, Dak Prescott. First week one, wasn't able to put the team on his shoulders and got him to victory there at the end of the game. <laughs> this week, put the team on his shoulders, his back his haunches, whatever you want to call it, and drug them with him through three quarters of football and mounted the, a, an amazing comeback. Is, could this be a – I mean, he's been this guy the whole time. Is, is this a eye-opening moment for is, is this people to be like – now? Right. Is you've he your guy? About, yeah, you've been talking about Dak needing to make this his team. Is this his team now? Jesse told y'all in the earlier segment, this is his team, man. And I agree that this is his team. And if you if you wear a big old 10-gallon jug hat like that after a game, it got to be somebody's <laughs> team. For real. Listen, they saved a horse and rode a Prescott. That's what you have to do. Like, like this is... Uh. Like this is what this is what you want. This is the caliber of quarterbacking that you have to have. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't pretty early on. But what you notice as the game went on, and, and it sucked that they had to get in this position. But because they were down so much, twenty in the first quarter, nineteen at halftime, fifteen in the fourth quarter, because they were down so much, you had no choice. You had to give the grace and the mercy to Dak Prescott and say, here you go for leading the like way. That. I because like there, that. there was no way you was turning the hand of the ball to number 21. You just didn't have enough time to do so. Not that 21 isn't a good player, 
but you were battling the clock. He's a great you player. I, whatever. We, we got it. <laughs> but we needed the, – the time was against you, and, and Dak made throw after throw after throw. Yes, he did. And, 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 and say what you want about, you know, the game and how it happens. Yes, Julio Jones, you know, didn't uh, catch the football. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons special teams had the biggest and dumbest brain fart I've ever seen in my life. But at the end of the day, four has to connect. He has to find Dalton Schultz. He has to find CeeDee Lamb. He has Noah to find Brown. Mario Cooper. He has to find Noah Brown. Like, and all those throws have to be right. They got to be on point because you're, you're racing against the clock. And, and he showed you, man, 450-yard passing. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see Dak Prescott throwing the ball 47 times. I don't. That, that, to me, is not a recipe for success for this Cowboys football team. But every now and again, you got to say, to hell with everything else, to hell with to what you wanted to do or what you may have had on your script or had in your mindset or had in your game plan. Give me the rock and let me bring this team home. And Dak Prescott did that in this football game. Uh, we wanted to see it. I, I think this is that step that we wanted to see. Now he has to just keep doing that. He's going to have to do that next week as well. He's going to have to have another great performance in order for this football team to win in Seattle. What was the saying? You say save the horse and ride Dak? Save what? the horse and roll the Prescott. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, write, yeah, Chris yeah, write B, that down. He, Chris write B that loved down. that. No, I'm saying write Chris that, B loved it. Write that down. You can hey, use keep it on your that other cut. show. No, you keep that, that cut. Yeah. You use it on your other show. Keep, yeah, you know, yeah. Folks Jesse's will know. They'll think signature they'll moves. It, they'll think it's yeah. original. So, you know, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan, you're welcome, big Nathan, dog. I like that. Nate, there's a country song called Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. So Jesse just put his own little spin on oh. that. And I have a question okay, about that. Okay, okay. All right. I liked it, though. It, it, was, it was smooth. It made Chris Bean come back into the picture. You, <laughs> you mentioned the cowboy hat. Dak wore a cowboy hat, a Stetson that he got on media day uh, last, last offseason during our media days. Mm. And he wore that to the game. And a couple of the Falcons players wore cowboy hats. I was going to ask you, Jesse, fashion has gotten to be a huge deal with NFL players the last two or three years with social media. Like, they, yeah. they don't ever wear the same outfit twice. They go shopping specifically for game day. They make sure we take videos and pictures of their outfits, the insides of their jackets, their shoes. Some of these outfits are ridiculous and just over the top and you know cam newton wears the big crazy hats and everything like that you think any of these guys wear some of this just over the top stuff or something that's a little bit ridiculous and then they just get their ass beat on game day and they're like man why'd i wear this stupid crap up to the game now i gotta i gotta walk home in this (laughs) the cameras are gonna be on me i gotta go to a press conference in this mess yes it's two people i Dak looked damn good walking in. He had, he, he had yeah. the boots on. He had the yeah. boots on. He had the tight yeah. Wranglers on and the, and the nice fitted dress shirt. He looked good, man. I yeah. said, I said, I said, when you come in looking like that, you 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 had something on your mind. And and he yeah. he came in and he showed it that day uh, Sunday. <laughs> it's two people that don't care about looking stupid. That's Westbrook, and that's. Uh, <laughs> The quarterback for the uh, New Newton. England Patriots. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. They, 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 stupid is them. Stupid is what they do. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, have y'all ever seen them in something normal? I mean, no, but they, be, they, they do their thing, man. They do their thing. It you works. Respect it, that. 
It works for him. That's right. All right, Nate, talk to us about Zeke. Drop the ball, no, man. He doesn't no. do that. What? What? what, what, what? what? No, what I, what I was saying was, and Jesse, you will agree to this as well as Kurt, is he made those blunders. But we saw that rookie Zeke that, that said, okay, I've made a mistake and I've truly cost my team. But every run was, was a run of vengeance. And you ask yeah, that man. number twenty-seven on that on the deal, number oh. twenty-seven right now is yeah. sitting up with a big old thing that says Zeke. I love you, Zeke, on his left shoulder right now. And that's all I was saying was we knew that. I said to myself when they, I said, Dak, we need you, we need you. But Zeke was saying, okay, when y'all, when you want to reprieve, when you want to keep them honest and keep that uh, extra guy in the box. Here I come. And he ran like that. This, 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 I have no issues because we know in this league, every time we start talking about a team, the, the, we say the Ravens, then we say Lamar, we say Kansas City, then we say that, that uh, Andy Reid and that kid's name. We know the faces of the, of the franchises. If you're going to do something, Dak has to do more of what Jesse spoke of during these, these uh, last segments. But I'm just saying the way he ran – was that young Zeke, that young bull Zeke, like, oh, man, I've made a grave mistake here, and I'm trying to get all of it back in every run that I take. Now, and you I, saw but, that yesterday. But what was interesting, mm-hmm. what was interesting early in that football game, mm-hmm. watching the way that Atlanta Falcons defenders was coming at the Cowboys, they right. saw something on film. There was yes, something they that they saw on film because that, that like those were like errant hands, like they were literally coming and punching at the ball. Like we saw on film that Zeke carries it loose early in the you know in his right. running, or this guy carries the ball loose because a lot of what they were doing in the first quarter, they were like deliberately going not even for that tackling, man, punch. not even yeah. tackling, going not for even, that they were just punch. punch. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it worked. It, it, it worked in their favor, you know, early in that game. So. You know, it it was interesting to see that, but you're absolutely right. Zeke Zeke came back and said, "Okay, cool. I I, I screwed up. I messed up. Yeah. I've done something that I don't normally do. That that that's not who I am. And now you now y'all gonna pay for it. Now I'm gonna run so angry. I just had outside of the fumbles, I just had one other issue with Zeke that entire game. What was that, my friend? I do not like when players start to celebrate and you're down 20 points. When Zeke gets the first down and he's doing the feed me sign and all that kind of stuff, when you're down 20, leave that stuff alone. Like, <laughs> leave it alone. Get back to playing football. Fuck somebody. You know, do this. But when you're down 20 points after you've already fumbled twice, you can't get up and do the feed me thing or the swipe or any other celebration that you want to do when you're getting the door frames beat off of you. Yeah, they were, man. But they, 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 they had some... I'm going to tell you, they had to go into their own minds just because they nah, thought, felt man. like we go, felt. Go into your mind, yeah. lead a celebration. Yeah, but they, you know what? They won. They did. <laughs> they <laughs> won. So Winning I, I'm going to tell you, I'm else. with you. When I saw Zeke get up and get into a shoving match because he wanted to feed, I'm like, Zeke, go. can you get back in the huddle? We old school, Jesse. 
We old school. These millennials, they feed and they swipe and they don't care if somebody else make the time. <laughs> they swipe it, brother. And I, I've learned to live with that, man. Like uh, Kurt, before the show, Kurt had to run outside and tell his son with his eight cell phones, hey, man, I'm trying to do a show. <laughs> oh, daddy, I was just watching Gunsmoke from uh, a new version of it. Gunsmoke, yeah, that's what they were watching. <laughs> Total Recall, the remake. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow, but I, I'm telling you, man. I, Jesse, I was thinking on them same lines, but I, I have to erase that. I got two millennials, and, and they don't think. Now, my one older son think like an old school, but my, my, my 21-year-old, 22, this dude millennial straight up, dog. And they just don't think that way. Something bad can happen. Yeah. And I'm more worried about his bad than he is. He, I said, son, you ain't worried. Nah, there ain't going to be – Bro, okay, all right. That's just how they think, man. You well, can, I tell that's you, how they think. Our fans may be worried. Fans of this show may be worried because we didn't talk about either fake punt. We didn't talk about going for two. We didn't talk about any of that stuff, and we're out of time. Yeah, but you, you know going, what? You were going on a soliloquy about <laughs> doing the dance. We got oh, tomorrow. my God. And how you, the windows were open, and how you yeah, were okay. there, and they were okay. 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 The stadium. No. <laughs> okay. Coming oh, from Jesse, hey, you got coming it. from coming from Kurt or Nate, I could take that. But but you, you know I talk me too much to take it you over a segment. Come on, you come on, man. They should have went for those two points. It was wrong gonna, to try hey, to go five yards. Hey, and we're talking about eight. it tomorrow. We're going to get into that tomorrow. Today the show was all about these other things, about these players, about this team. Tomorrow we can talk about the coaching, and we will talk about the coaching. Nate, Player thanks for bringing Zeke. it, man. Jesse, Player thanks for bringing Zeke, it. Baby. True. Kurt, thanks True. for finding the right phone True. in your house so we can actually do this podcast. <laughs> with you. Chris, thanks for taking control today and keeping the show on the rails. I'm Shannon Gross, and I might talk for a whole Bye, Mama tomorrow Gross. because I feel like it. I don't know. We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> talking a little more Cowboys, Falcons. Ooh, and Jesse, with the boys. Jesse gunning up, boy. Jesse gunning Ooh. up. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!